This podcast is sponsored by Midwest Loan Services, a leading provider of mortgage loan subservicing. Mortgage subservicing is a highly demanding and regulated discipline that requires precise expertise to handle thousands of complex tasks. That's why lenders nationwide trust Midwest Loan Services to simplify loan servicing, reduce their costs, and mitigate their compliance risk. Learn more at MidwestLoanServices.com. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. You know that uh, as I get older and uh, I don't feel like I'm old enough to uh, uh, receive a Lifetime Achievement Award, but my hip, back, and knee might uh, argue otherwise... That's Bill Vogany, Chief Revenue Officer at End Credit Union in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He received the Phil Greer Lifetime Achievement Award during the 2019 CUNA Lending Council Conference in New Orleans, the event's 25th anniversary. I'm Bill Merrick, Deputy Editor for CUNA News. This episode of the CUNA News Podcast features highlights from the conference. It includes interviews with Vogany, rising star John Listak, and others. We begin with Fawn Terwilliger, Senior Vice President and Chief Lending Officer for Service Credit Union, and Bruce Taylor, Vice President of Consumer Lending for Collins Credit Union. They explain how lending has changed over the past two decades. What were some of the biggest challenges you were dealing with 20, 25 years ago, and and how has that changed today? Some of the biggest uh, changes that that I've seen has been the technology I can remember filling out loan documents by hand. And, uh, you know, today we're delivering documents through DocuSign. And so the technology continues to evolve at an ever-increasing pace. And so it's just really trying to stay on top of the technology and then partnering with other institutions or fintechs that can actually help us do a better job of providing for our members. And I might also add to that, that partnering with other channels of loan sources, whether it's an indirect lending channel or different mortgage channels or home equity channels, those have been things that have helped us to be able to diversify our ability to lend out as well as to keep a healthier portfolio. What excites you most when you think about the future of lending? I think it would be the addition of the fintech and the tech fins. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised if we partner with them and broaden our scope and understanding of what those uh, channels could bring to us as opposed to fighting what they bring to us. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to be blown away with what the technology is going to look like in 10 years. Uh, you know, from the presentation that was done earlier this morning, you know, you have people uh, on screens and uh, they're looking at social media as part of your credit score, you know, evaluating credit. So, I mean, that's beyond my, my comprehension. So it, it's really hard to say what the future looks like, but it's going to be hugely different than what it is right now. What are you proudest of when you think about your credit union? Proudest of my credit union, I think, is our footprint. We have members all over the world. We have 15 branches in Germany on Air Force and military 
bases. We have a branch in North Dakota. We have a branch in Massachusetts. And that all stems from our starting out as a military-based credit union, which is what service is for. It's for the military member. And so I would have to say that our ability to reach out to various demographics, whether you're a military person sitting in a foxhole over in Afghanistan or whether you're stateside working as an officer um, off of one of the military bases. The thing that I would say I'm most proud of with our credit union is really uh, the focus that our CEO is putting on diversity and inclusion and then really getting involved in the community because without the community, we really couldn't be successful. So uh, our passion is really trying to, to help our members. And what advice would you offer up-and-coming credit union lenders? Have fun. Keep a sense of humor. Uh, look to the future. Don't get stuck in the past. There's lots of opportunities that we don't even know about. And if folks are uh, willing to be open and hear different ideas and take risk, but have your processes be such that your end goal is always in sight, but that you don't lose sight of the process to get you there. And I would say just take advantage of every opportunity to get involved in anything that will help your learning, uh, that will get you opportunities to network with people that have a lot of experience. And don't be afraid to raise your hand if you don't know something. And don't be afraid to suggest things because it's not done that way right now. Here's John Listack, Manager of Lending Systems for Alliant Credit Union and recipient of the 2019 Rising Star Award. I started an Alliant back in May of 2014, got hired as our Consumer Loan Origination System Specialist. So Alliant made the decision to build their own LOS, and they brought me in to be part of the project team. So when I started there, I was working on requirements, working with all of our third parties to help build the system. So it was about a, a three-year process we finally launched in Q1 of 2017 with our auto and visa products and then launched with our home equity later in 2017 and finally unsecured an RV in early 2018. So it was quite the process. We had up to 55 people on our team with our onshore and offshore development and testing team. So I was working very closely with all of them, gathering requirements, working with end users on training, testing, doing everything to finally launch. Now that it's finally live, I've been working a lot with the end users to make enhancements, make fixes, and do any other lending initiatives that my boss is working with. What have the results been so far? So far, they've been very positive. Um, we use NPS to track our member satisfaction. And after the launch of CLS, we saw big increases in the NPS scores with members coming in looking for loans. And we've also got great feedback from our internal staff as well. They've given us positive feedback about how it's an inclusive system where before they needed to go out into three or four different systems to log in, check different FIS checks or get valuations on autos. Now we've integrated into one system, so it's much more efficient. Everyone's very happy with that. What drew you to lending in the first place and what excites you most about it now? I think what really drew me to lending was kind of this role of building our own LOS. It's something that not a lot of other credit unions or even banks really do. So something that, you know, Alliant was very forward and thinking, let's, let's try and do this ourselves. We want to control the whole member experience. And we looked with a couple vendors and couldn't really find anyone that we really liked. So we thought, let's do it ourselves and see what we can do. What other lending technology holds the most promise for the credit union industry? I really think at Alliant, we're a very digital credit union. So we've got one branch and we've got members all across the United States. So I'm really excited to see what advances come 
and the technology to be able to service members all across the United States with a limited uh, branch presence. Can you tell us a little bit about your document automation process? We've been working very closely with DocuSign recently, trying to make a better experience for the member. So we looked at some of the processes that we have that a member might call in for, for example, maybe a personal identification change form or a wire transfer form, and saw the amount of time that it spent to mail the form out to the member. They had to fax it back into us, take time to sign it. And we started looking at what DocuSign could do with their PowerForms package and realized this is something that we could have the member complete online and create a workflow that would integrate with our back office and the member could create it much quicker and a much better member experience as well. What's the next big thing for the Alliant Credit Union lending area? So I think the biggest thing that we're focusing now is what we call our human-centered design and how to improve the member experience. Let's make this as easy as possible. Things like we were improving our credit limit increase application to just ask you basically what is your income and what are your monthly expenses. Instead of making the member fill out the whole application again, let's make it as easy as possible for them. And what other areas can maybe we shorten the app if we pull credit up front and know what your credit score is? Maybe we can cut down on some of the other pieces of information that we might not need to make it a better member experience and easier and quicker for them. Any career advice that you'd offer your lending peers? I think my biggest career advice would maybe be don't be afraid to fail. So we've tried some things with the CLOS that didn't really work too well, but we learned from them. So I think that's the biggest thing is don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to take a chance. But if you do fail, make sure you learn from it and you can get back up and fix it and know what you did wrong to not make the same mistake again. Tracy Ashfield of Ashfield Associates looks at top issues from the Mortgage Roundtable. Tracy, what were some of the big issues that you addressed during the Mortgage Roundtable today? Well, thank you, Bill. I would say that the focus at the Mortgage Roundtable at the 2019 Lending Council really centered around staffing, structure, how to make the process efficient operationally, but also be really member-centric. There's so much emphasis on members' expectations changing. They want a high-touch. They want high-tech. They want a lot of clear communication. They do not want to think their mortgage loan has gone into a black hole. So a lot of the key points were how do we achieve that? What can we automate? What do we want to make personal? And how many touch points do we really need with the member? Uh, so I think that was a, a key point. But another side of it was really, how do we involve the branches? A lot of credit unions have significant branch footprints. Uh, and you, you, there are missed opportunities if people are walking into branches and they're really not able to get served with the mortgage loan. So a lot of discussion about various ways to do that, because we can't always put individual people in every branch unfortunately, just not practical. So overall, how can we just be the very best for our members and create a mortgage experience that can be one that gets us referral and repeat business? What were some ideas that came up during the session? I think um, some of the best ones were really investing in young talent. So we heard from a number of credit unions that have been going and recruiting on college campuses, using intern programs, and bringing in some folks who, on the surface, have no experience in our field, but that are hungry to learn, have a lot of energy, and see things through a new lens. So my biggest takeaway really was maybe we need to stop thinking about how do we go get that person that's a 10-year veteran and figure out how to bring some new and young dynamic talent into our departments. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Boy, I think maybe technology. And what I would say to that is I think 
two years ago, we heard about uh, how technology was going to completely uh, change our business model. And I think today it's more how can technology supplement what we do now as opposed to replace. Um, and so a little bit of a shift, technology crucial to the success of our programs, but it's not a replacement. It's an augmentation. Next are Dan Picard, Vice President of Consumer Lending and Collections at Hanscom Federal Credit Union, and Steve Quigley, Vice President of Business Development at Green State Credit Union. They recap the top issues discussed during the Consumer Lending Roundtable. So, Dan, what were some of the, the big issues that attendees talked about at the Consumer Lending Roundtable today? Today uh, was a potpourri of lending topics. Uh, our roundtable is uh, set up to take the topics uh, from the feedback provided by previous year's attendees of things they want to learn and discuss. We also then uh, opened the forum up. Uh, today we invited our crashers program to interact and ask questions that they brought to the conference and have more experienced lenders in the room provide some feedback. So it was very interactive and uh, enjoyable for everyone, I think. Anything you'd like to add there, Steve? I, I don't think there's really anything more I would add to that with the exception of it's always a good participation. And, uh, and, and I think that's important because, again, you hope that uh, people walk out with at least one idea. And so um, that's why I think we also have all, the variety of topics so people can talk about different things. And, and uh, I, was, I was pleased with, uh, with that today. So, yeah. Which topics seem to resonate more with the lenders? Well, I think near the end, uh, it was uh, it was the questions about the millennials. I think that got people a little bit more fired up to have some conversation. But, you know, again, I think, um, as Dan said, we take the topics that don't make it to our breakouts that come in from the last year's uh, class uh, or last year's session, pardon me, that uh, we want to put out here. So I think that that's where, again, with such a big audience, uh, you have to have a variety of topics to be able to talk. But I, I really think, uh, I think the ones around millennials um, and just how can we grow loans? Um, because uh, I think, you know, that's what, that's what we're here to do is to grow loans and how to say yes to loans uh, rather than say no to turn them down. I think this year technology and, and the behind the scenes of uh, artificial intelligence, folks are hungry for, I want to do it faster, but I want to do it accurately and I don't want to have losses. So I think today's discussion centered around a lot of the technology advances. I think a lot of our smaller credit unions that were in the room hear about what the larger credit unions are doing and try and identify pieces that they could do in their shops with less resources. What were some of the ideas that people presented? Some of the ideas they discussed were underwriting, using uh, Experian, uh, TransUnion, the credit bureau partners, um, the behind-the-scenes opportunities that, that the three large bureaus, including Equifax, of course, provide to their clients that uh, help us make decisions and make better lending decisions. Yeah, and I, and I would also add, too, how to make them faster. And uh, because, again, uh, near the end, we uh, heard a person say that, you know, that, that's just so important to be able to make a decision quickly and try to do it as efficiently as possible because the cost to make a loan just continues to go up. And so, and with all the competition that's out there, you know, you got a SoFi out there that can make an underwriting decision within 
seconds and have the money in your account in two days and that can be a $35,000 unsecured loan. So, uh, you know, it's just how can we make decisions faster and have people come to us rather than the uh, other competition that's out there. We conclude with Bill Vogany, recipient of the 2019 Phil Greer Lifetime Achievement Award. Congratulations, Bill, on, on your Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, thank you. Uh, that uh, uh, Mike London, the uh, now rolling off chair of the Lending Council, is joking that uh, when he called me to let me know that uh, I had won, it's the first time he'd ever experienced me speechless. <laughs> One of the things that uh, our CEO has tasked me with one of the big aspects of my job is really to imagine what the next generation of lending will look like. And uh, we've talked about uh, a lot of different things, data and use of data and, uh, you know, relying solely on a credit bureau in terms of that information and a FICO score is just not going to be enough. Uh, over the last uh, year, two years, we've started relying more heavily on some of our transactional data the checking account information and whatnot. Earlier this year, we uh, pushed out a pre-approved uh, loan to 12,000 members based solely on our internal data. We did not do a pre-screen through the credit bureau. We were hoping to reach uh, consumers that maybe had opted out of pre-screens, and about a third of the population has, according to our credit bureau reps. We're hoping to push out an offer to people that weren't used to getting an offer because they had opted out, but relying on our internal data in terms of direct deposit, how are they handling their checking account, things like that. We had an unbelievable response, almost a 10% response rate, no direct mail. Everything was electronic through their uh, electronic statements supported by email, banner ads when they log into home banking, mobile banking, whatnot. The benefit there was is that Tremendous response rate, but we had a tremendous uh, response rate from BNC credit borrowers that may not have ever qualified for a uh, pre-qualified loan through a credit bureau pre-screen, but you know they were taking care of business with us, and um, the fact that we gave them a pre-approved loan with no conditions, I think that's only cementing their loyalty. I mean, not only our internal data, but external sources of data. You know, one of the earlier sessions today, you know, we heard about credit unions in the future relying on social media information. And I think that's still to be determined. But, you know, SoFi makes decisions on personal loans and uh, student loan consolidations based on do you have a degree? Where did you get your degree from? There's other information that we can rely on. Experian and FICO have uh, introduced programs where you can boost your credit score by providing access to your bank account information and transaction data. They can see whether you're paying your utilities, rent on time, and things like that. That's all going to be factored in. Ultimately, you know, the, the credit score, even specific attributes on a credit report, can only accurately predict about 55% of the performance of a portfolio of loans. There's got to be other information out there that we can tighten that up. And, you know, what that means to the consumer is, you know, hopefully we'll be able to approve a few more loans. There may be some loans we wind up denying as a result, but we'll be able to approve that loan faster. Looking back at your career, what were some highlights? What were some of your, your top memories? 
you know, that uh, as I get older and uh, I don't feel like I'm old enough to uh, receive a Lifetime Achievement Award, but my hip, back, and knee might uh, argue otherwise, placing greater importance or taking greater pride, not necessarily in, you know, what I've accomplished or what the credit union has accomplished, but the people that I've uh, been able to influence and I've taken an interest in their career, people that I'm developing. Um, I've said for about the last year, I'm so lucky that and credit union is so lucky because we have seven chief lending officers. We don't in reality. I was the chief lending officer for 14 years. John Pakovich is our chief lending officer and he's been for the last three, four years and been with us 15 years. But I've got five other people that are either vice presidents or directors that uh, today or in the near future could be a chief lending officer at a billion dollar credit union and be a superstar. When you've got a team like that, it's really easy to come into work every day and have a good time and, and to really enjoy what you do. What would you tell your 25 year old self about succeeding in your career and in life? My 25 year old self was very entrepreneurial. You know, I was probably three years into working for this finance company and, uh, had uh, turned around a, a branch and gotten it to grow and fix the delinquency. I was very entrepreneurial, you know, that I had a staff. They were relatively young. I was young and inexperienced. So I, I really had to put the branch up on my shoulders. And my first job at Fairwinds is VP of Lending at age 27, which is an interesting story in and of itself. Again, you know, I took on too much myself. And uh, I didn't spend enough time to really identify uh, where I had some talent and who I could rely on. It took me a while, and I eventually did that, but it took me a little too long. And I think my life would have been a little bit easier, and our results would have been a little bit better and a little bit faster had I come to that realization. It's all about your people. If you can't get it done through your people, you're just an ineffective manager. And what advice would you offer young lenders about uh, succeeding in this field? I think be open-minded. Um, you know, one of the things that Ant is doing is we've developed a, a lending training program called Entrance, and it's our our name plus an acronym. And I'm terrible at name at acronyms, but it's all about trying to identify uh, talent and identify the skill set that they uh, they need. So we've. Uh, about a year ago, we hired uh, seven bright young people, six right out of college, and one opportunity we gave to an internal candidate that didn't have a degree but seemed to have an aptitude for lending, and we're putting them through a two-year training program. And uh, they're going to learn you know, the real strong skill set, basic skill set on consumer lending and mortgage lending because we've identified that trying to higher lending talent is getting tougher and tougher. The banks don't do personal lending and consumer lending like we do. That's much more uh, or a bigger part of our, our game plan. So we're really having a hard time hiring key people. And historically, we've brought people in through the service center network and gotten them involved in lending. But you know, we had more dedicated loan people at our centers and we were uh, hiring more part-time people. So our pipeline was drying up. So this program is the response. They'll go through two years. They've got to stay in the program, start to finish. But, you know, we'll, we'll mentor them. We'll find out where their interests are and um, try to place them in one of a couple different tracks, whether they want to get into sort of a uh, analytic side, you know, like underwriting, things like that, uh, whether they like the sales side. 
And uh, we think that uh, if they understand our culture, they're going to be much better fit for the sales side, especially mortgage sales. And then potentially the third track is uh, future leadership. And so I, I think, you know, stay flexible, try to learn as much as you can, try to leverage, you know, your, uh, your position as a millennial to help us, you know, that uh, the people that have been in the industry for a long time, we may be a little slower to realize what's going on in the world around us and how that's influencing consumer behavior and demands and how does that pertain to lending. So I can't help but believe that, uh, one, the credit unions are a great place to work. I know that after 31 years. But two, we can also provide a great career path for young people who are like-minded that understand, you know, how credit unions are different and, and buy into that philosophy. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think the the big thing is, you know, just be available and don't be afraid to uh, try something. You know, 31 years ago, I applied for the VP of lending position at Fairwinds Credit Union. I didn't think I had a ghost of a chance. Well, I got the job and, you know, I went through four years of hell and high water and uh, a lot of stress, but got things turned around and things were going well. And the CEO, Ed Baranowski, who's been retired for 15 years, he was a great mentor. He believed in developing people. When I got hired, we had six senior managers, the CEO and five others. Three of them were 50 years old and three of us were under 30. And so it was an interesting dynamic. Well, after about four years, things were going pretty well. And uh, Ed came to me one day and he just kind of sat down in my office unannounced one day. And he said, you know, Bill, you were really our fourth choice for the job. Our first three choices were all bankers. They were all 20 years older than you. And they all wanted $20,000 a year more than what you were willing to work for. So, you know, I took a chance. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. This podcast was sponsored by Midwest Loan Services, a leading provider of mortgage loan subservicing. Learn more at MidwestLoanServices.com.